Hey, what's up, Cam? Um, not a whole lot, Mitch. How are you? Doing well. Uh, we were talking. You are in a different room now that's dogless. Yes, I just want everyone to appreciate the lack of dog bark. <laughs> you, you know, I, I, wonderful. I bleeped you last time. You bleeped me? Mm-hmm. Did I say a bad word? Yeah, you, you might have used the Lord's name in vain. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was being gracious and bleeped you. <laughs> I suppose if I would was really being gracious, I would have cut cut that out of the program, but it was too funny. So now I have the noisy I have the noisy pet over here. And she is noisy, let me tell you. Alright, now that I'm resituated and got her going somewhere hopefully she gets out the door hold on it's making for great radio can you get out boo i'm sure if she wants out she'll squeeze out the crack i left her in the door so all right man well uh the weather <laughs> it's what on, it's on my lock screen now oh um, oh yeah yeah so we're gonna talk about betas in a little bit um wow this is like the weirdest start to a show we've ever had how you doing man well you want to make it even weirder what's that the world health organization has declared monkeypox to be a global health emergency <laughs> with cases already in dozens of countries mm. many experts had urged faster action yeah all right. So, you know, because one global health emergency isn't enough, let's throw in monkeypox. Yeah. It just sounds funny. I just yeah. imagine. I, I just, had chicken. I had chicken pox as a kid. Yeah. I wonder what the difference is. Maybe this one, instead of all the dots, you just get really hairy. <laughs> I was wondering if they just all concentrate around the armpits. So you're always scratching. <laughs> you have the the, the 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 strong desire to throw your poo <laughs> right. well, we shouldn't joke because apparently it's a it's a i thing, know but uh but it's it's funny anyway but it's a funny name mm-hmm. monkey pox yep i honestly don't even i don't know anything about it i just got the new york times alert on my phone mm-hmm. so yeah I, this just in. All I know about it is that when it started, it was uh, it's supposed to only be sexually transmitted, um, which I don't know if that's changed, uh, apparently. <laughs> but because to me, it would be pretty easy to uh, to control that. Uh, but people be freaky, Mitch. People yeah. be freaky. Well, I guess you know they said that about AIDS years ago too. So <sighs> I tell you. Um, but hey, you'll be surprised and and possibly delighted to know that I've spent this last week learning Notion. So, okay, yeah. So it's why been, I just for I've been putzing at like building little wikis and uh, and I'm actually exploring right now the idea because I uh, I'm allowing my Squarespace site, my personal site, to expire. Um, because I don't really use it that much. 
And Mitch and, Craig will not be dot online anymore. <laughs> oh no, I've redirected that to something else. But oh, okay. um, but it's just not something I was using a whole lot of. And for for me right now, it's just not terribly useful, and it's just kind of a waste of money for me. So. I decided to um, to shutter that site. Uh, it's still available online right now, but it expires the end of August. So I, I just didn't want to put another hundred dollars into it for the year. It's just a way, a place where I could save a little money. So got rid of that. Mm-hmm. Right now, Mitch Craig dot online um, uh, redirects to my about dot me page. Um, you remember those? Um. Oh gosh, no! But I'm about to look. Yeah. So the about dot me was a, was a way to basically build a a fancy business card for the internet. Is kind of how I uh, I would refer to it as. So you could have a little picture, your name, a little you know short bio. Now you can like write little paragraphs and almost design a page. Um, it's basically just like a one page website that you can design on about.me. So, mm-hmm. so if you go to mitchcraig.online, it should redirect to just a short little thing about me. Yeah. Um, and the visit my website, apparently that's not customizable as far as what it says on the button. So, but that great, that goes to enter dialogue.show. So, and we've come full circle. Yep. But, uh, what I'm working on a notion right now is the possibility of being able to put together a little like one page website where I can put all, you know, all the social media stuff on it and all that, and just throw that up as my website mm-hmm. um, and redirect uh, Mitch Craig down online to that notion page. So I'm looking at the possibilities of doing that right now. So how far down the uh, notion rabbit hole have you gone? Um, I've been playing with like the different uh, blocks that you can put on the pages. And um, I started, well, I've, I've done like a reading list and I'm, I'm planning for a vacation that we're taking in, in uh, September uh, on there. And it's been a lot of kind of like trial and error, trying to learn how to use the blocks and use databases and stuff like that. So how far down the rabbit hole I've gone, I don't know how deep it is. So, um, Oh, my friend, but, <laughs> it is uh, deep. but I, but I've been playing with some stuff and kind of learning how to use it. You should, um, look on YouTube, uh, Thomas Frank and August Bradley. They are like, What's the word I want to say here? Prolific with their use of notion. Um, and they've got a couple, I, th- I know for sure you can get a couple templates from, from Thomas for free. Uh, if you want to really unleash the power, because I went down that rabbit hole hard for like two months. And then I realized it was just so overly, like it was unnecessarily complex for what I wanted to use it for. Yeah. Um, but the stuff that you can do with it is um, pretty nuts. And then another one would be Marie Poulin. Um, she is all French Canadian. Yeah. But she knows her stuff too. She's very good. So anyways, that was just curious. Yeah. If you, if you had started like drinking from the fire hose, that is notion YouTube channels. It's, it's a lot. Yeah, not yet. 
Um, I've just really, I've been trying to get, um, used to how everything works and like the limitations that are there as well as, mm -hmm. you know, how, how you can build, uh, different elements. This morning I managed to put a, the, um, the fireside player with our, with our podcast in it. I, I managed to embed that on a page and, oh, nice. and so now, now I was trying to figure out, can I, um, put embed my Twitter feed and my Instagram feed on there? And are there, are there tools to be able to, to put those on that page so that, uh, so that if somebody goes to this page, not, not only do you just, you don't just get a link, you actually can see, you know, my most recent posts and stuff like that. Which, speaking of which, I have re-downloaded the Instagram app. So, in preparation for the vacation here in September, I wanted to have a place mm -hmm. to throw pictures up and, and share some stuff. So, I also re-downloaded Flickr, which I haven't messed with <laughs> Flickr in forever. <laughs> I didn't but, realize that was still Oh, it's still operational. There, yep. Um, what's nice about it is that it, it, because it's not that popular anymore, it is basically pro photographers that are on there now. So a lot of what you're getting is really good stuff. So not just like pictures of food. So, but yeah, I honestly, I haven't even thought about Flickr in probably like eight years. I, I hadn't either. And then um, Andy Anatko was talking on MacBreak Weekly, and he and he he's still pretty. <laughs> of course, he was. He uses Flickr a lot, and so he that uh, that is so on brand for him. Oh, it That's is <laughs> definitely. But I so like I I thought, well, I should check that out because I do want to try and take some better pictures. And when we get into our delighting me section today, I the, what I plan on talking about. Um, I don't know if you know that this uh, this thing exists, but. I'm really excited about uh, getting this out and playing with it. So, but we'll talk about that later. Um, but that's all related to this. So for taking lots of pictures and having fun. So, well, you know me, I love talking about taking pictures. Yeah. Speaking of which, yeah. did I ever tell you that um, I shoot freelance for the newspaper here now? I did not know that. Yeah, so I have, uh, which means I'm essentially going to be Spider-Man soon. I think that's yeah. what that means. <laughs> um, um, but tonight, I do not I want going... pictures of you in that suit. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'd be, I'd be more of a uh, casual dad Spider-Man. I'm not uh, going to walk around in this spandex bodysuit. <laughs> good, good. You know, just walking down the street, like catwalking, you know, <laughs> you can tell by the way I walk. Yep. Anyways, um, <laughs> there's, there's, oh my there's gosh, that visual is, <laughs> there's oh definitely music involved here. <laughs> so good. Uh, anyways, yep. Uh, tonight there is a, a like hot air balloon festival, uh, mm -hmm. in a city like 30 minutes north here, and I get to go shoot that for the paper and i'm excited cool because higher balloons are just neat so do they pay you by a picture that they use is that how that um works? they pay me by by event and different types of events have different requirements as far as number of photos types of photos okay and then there's different pay rates right on okay so yeah 
Yeah, I, I'm so. curious about that because I, I know that sometimes with freelance work like that, if you, if they use a picture, then they pay you for it. But um, yeah, and so like they'll they'll say like, hey, we need you to cover this event. Can you do it? Great. And then you know, here's the price. Here's you know, we we I like I have to get four photos tonight. Yeah, I'm going to deliver a lot more than four, and they'll just pick the four that they like the best. But then I just invoice them, and then they pay me. And then the next time, like next weekend, there's a huge music fest in town that I'm very excited about because mm-hmm. she said I could shoot that. So it's fun. I like, I like photography and videos and all that sort of stuff. Very cool. So, you know, mm-hmm. why, that's why I want the side hustle to be the real hustle. Right. I feel you. One day, one day. Yeah. That's why I'd love to be able to make money off a podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that that'll ever happen for me, but uh, we'll see. All right. Shall. Should we get into the main course for today? Yeah, I am quite hungry, actually. I didn't have breakfast. All right. It's beta season. It is. Beta, beta, beta. It's beta beta season. Uh, No, it's not. Uh, Anyway, so what betas are you running right now? I have the iOS 16 beta on my phone and the ipad os 16 beta on my ipad pro Mm -hmm. so i am running the ios beta on my phone as you are um what what phone do you have i've got the 13 pro max Uh, i just have the 13 pro the 13 pro okay so Mm -hmm. basically basically the same device um and then i've got mine on my i've got ipad os running on my mac mini so which, by the way, I love this thing more and more. The more and more I use it, it's become a little <laughs> little portable TV for me now too. So uh, it's a great little it's a great little machine. I think I mentioned last time I've been watching through uh, Star Wars: The Clone Wars, and mm-hmm. the other day I didn't have a lot of time to like sit down and watch something, but I knew I if I wanted to watch it, I didn't want to watch half an episode. So I literally set this up in the kitchen with the with the episode running and AirPods in, in my ear. And, uh, and just, I made my dinner. I went and I took it with me over to the table, sat down at the table, was watching. I had to get up and put together my lunch for work. And I set it over on the counter and sat and basically watched while I was, it was just really cool. So I thought that was cool. And I've been using it on my breaks at work for, for watching through, you know, just get a quick half hour episode of, uh, the Clone Wars in while I'm eating my dinner. And it's, it's really nice. I like it a lot. But anyway, um, so there isn't really much for me to say about the iPad, iPad OS, um, because most of what is on the iPad OS that I have access to with my Mac or my iPad mini is the same things that we would talk about on iOS, because I don't think that I have any unusual features, um, at least not yet. Uh, I know that they have the one, <laughs> that one uh, whiteboarding app that they're coming out with. Was it Freeform? Is yeah, what it's called. Um, but that's not yes. available yet that I know of. So, yeah, and I'm pretty sure they said that was going to be available. Um, in a, in a future release, I don't know if that was going to come out right when iOS 16. I can't remember. Yeah, and I um, think that they're going to be doing that with a lot of. Uh, a lot of the features that they're going to be rolling them out. Like they're rolling out the main set of features right now, but I think that they've actually kind of um, telegraphed that some of the stuff isn't coming right away. Like live activities isn't coming right away. Um, 
and a couple other things like that. So, but uh, that just means we get more than one Christmas this year. So, <laughs> as they as they roll out, uh, roll out, um, roll out features. So, sorry. So, so I think what's your favorite new feature on iOS? On iOS? Mm-hmm. Um. I think I like the like when music or podcast is playing the that like notify the what do they call them the the, the little uh, live the uh, just are now playing uh, widget or whatever you want to call it yeah but it's screen. it's part of that that new class of um, widgets well that's it's kind of like the live activities but yeah um, but so it's right now it's just for audio right so when I'm listening to a yeah. podcast or music it's right there at the bottom you know you can tap the artwork to fill the screen yeah you know if you want to you can tap the artwork again it goes back down into the thing um you can control all of it right there it's just nice and i'm excited for that because of the potential for third-party um developers to use that same sort of um style of widget which is great because it updates it's live it's in our you know it's interactive but it's so like you can see like if you're having food delivered or whatever where it is and you know this that and the other thing so it's i just like it and i like that it's at the bottom where my thumb yeah. is mm-hmm. thank you <laughs> just so much better yeah and i i would have to say that that's a part of a greater whole of what i'm really appreciating about about the new device um as far as the uh notifications you realize you have three different views that you ha- can have your notifications in now Mm-hmm. So you have your list view, which is like the old, you know, style of just a list that covers the whole screen. You've got your compact view. I'm not sure that's what they call it, but it's like you, you just get like a rolling list at the very bottom of the screen. Or you can hide them all together and you just get a, a count at the bottom. And that is what I have selected right now. What? Yeah, I have that selected right now so that on my home screen. I don't see notifications at the bottom. I just see um, a some text at the bottom that'll say like three notifications. And so when I tap that, then the notifications will pop up and I can look through them. So, because I think with this new um, home screen feature, this is by far my favorite feature overall that they've done because I've built several different lock screens so with the with the moon lock screen, I set that up for my sleep. Um, and because it's nice and black in the background and um and it shows the moon, it just feels appropriate that that that's set up for my for my sleep focus. So the only downside that I have is that when you when the sleep focus kicks in, it blurs your home screen. I don't know if you use this uh, mm-hmm. use the sleep. And so you never really see the like the moon in the center, but when you swipe up, then the moon rolls down to the bottom of the screen, and then it's clear. Um, so I have no idea if that moon actually shows me any valuable information as far as like if it's in the, um, like if it's if it's a full moon or a new moon or whatever that it shows or that a state. waxing gibbous. Yeah, <laughs> that's my favorite one. Yeah but uh but i have i set that up 
um, for my sleep focus. And then I have a, I've actually fought the idea, nothing against my wife, but I fought the idea of, ha- of using pictures on the home screen for a long time. Like I normally, mm-hmm. cause, cause it would become your wallpaper. I never liked having a different pic- picture for my lock screen and my home screen. So I would always pick like some kind of abstract or some kind of landscape or something that wasn't, that didn't detract a lot from the, the home screen. But with this, I've gotten into this new groove of, I can have a picture of my wife on the home screen that obscures the time a little bit so that uh, you have, it's almost a little artistic. And then... (laughs) And then when you flip to, when you, when you, uh, open up the phone to the home screen, then I'm using like a gradient, um, in, on the home screen. So I get my, I kind of, I get my, I get both of what I want is that I get a nice looking home screen that I can enjoy and I get a nice gradient very clean looking screen so that my icons are the the main course they're not just lost in the background so and then for the travel for i set up a travel focus so i have the globe one for that because if you notice on the globe one it actually shows your location on the globe on the lock screen so there's just a little green dot where you are in the on the globe and it and it centers on Illinois (laughs) and then I've got one set up for work that is vaguely work themed so it's just a gray gradient with um with a font that reminds me of the the place that I work in the color that the that is reminiscent of the place I work and then I have like the stock price and and stuff like that is uh I don't know if you can see that but I have like the stock price and and uh, some other information on there. So um, those, and of course that's set up with my work focus, but then I've got a couple of uh, home screens that are just pictures of my wife that I took. Actually, they both are pictures that I took when we went to Devil's Lake a couple of years ago. So she's really bitter about that one because she lost that, that hat. (laughs) (laughs) She wants, she wants that, wants that hat back. But um, and then I have another picture here that I took while we were there. That is a shot of her up on uh, one of the cliffs overlooking the. Let me see if I can. I know that when I went to it here a minute ago that I didn't keep it up there, but it's just a shot of her um, mm-hmm. looking out over the cliffs, uh, into over the Devil's Lake. So it was a really neat picture that I took, and I have the weather kind of embedded in the the hill behind the lake. So it turned out really cool. I like that. So, but anyway, like I've really enjoyed messing around with some of the features and stuff like that. Is that, is that a weird picture of your daughter? (laughs) Yeah. It's a Snapchat filter that gives her like big teeth with braces and giant glasses. (laughs) Right on. It just makes me laugh. (laughs) That doesn't look like her hair color either. Oh, it's, it's a little darker. Yeah. It's like a filter or whatever, but yeah, it's this one is my favorite though it's the time is like sinking into the ocean yeah mm-hmm. with the cliff there That's pretty, yeah, that is yeah pretty cool. it's i just love how with these lock screens 
were able to one have multiple right and mm-hmm. tie them to focus things but like we can all like tweak them exact you know not exactly how because there's limit the limited colors limited fonts but like compared to what we used to have like it's just fun because now mm-hmm. our phone is even more representative of who we are and what we like and what we're into you know what i mean yeah. and we can all just tweak in everyone's home screen can just be slightly different and slightly more their own and that's mm-hmm. just you know it's just fun and it's good and i like it and i i think in in my opinion it makes it almost feel like a new phone in a lot of ways mm-hmm. because because you can do so much with it now where before it's like i had the option of a picture Mm-hmm. And then because of my my issues with, you know, just not wanting to have a different picture on my home screen and lock screen, I would basically have have to adjust whatever picture that I wanted to put on the screen to make sure that it was not offensive when there was icons sitting on top of it, you know, or not too busy, um, which I didn't want a busy picture. Some people like their busy pictures and I don't get it, but uh <laughs> Uh, we won't talk about my curly, but, um, but I don't, I want it nice and clean because, you know, when I, when I swipe up on this picture of my wife, it goes to a nice dark gradient and, uh, Holy widgets, Batman. Hey, I like my widgets. Leave me alone. Um, so <laughs> it's like you swipe up and it's like weather. Yeah. But <laughs> like half the screen. Yeah. But that that's important to me. I know so, it's, I know, but it's just funny because I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. I mean, I should have. I should have. But yeah, well, you've seen it before. I've shown it to you before. But um, but yeah. So I'm I'm really excited about the lock screen features. Just the the amount, and there's there's even more uh, customization as you dig deeper in. So like that picture of my wife is not black and white, but. It's one of the options, yeah. But it's a it's a great picture that I took of her. I was able to zoom in on it a little bit, and then to, then I went to a a black and white with a high key, so it's really white in the background with her mm-hmm. in the foreground, um, and I could do a low key um, in for the background, but that almost makes the background black, and that's that really didn't serve the picture the way I wanted it. So, um, so I as I was messing around with it, it's like that that's perfect. Well, now I can go in and mess with the gradient that's on the, on the main screen too, because it gives me all kinds of options as to colors and, and uh, different things that I could do with a gradient. So the gradient background, by the way, has a ton of customization for like where the gradients coming from, you know, like if you want something that's a little bit more like a radial gradient versus Mm -hmm. a top to the bottom gradient and, you know, they, they, they name them all goofy things, but, um, which, yeah, it's Apple, but, uh, Lotus essence, but, uh, but I think the one that I'm using right now with my, my work focus is what they call a deep gradient, which is essentially a radial gradient. It's uh light in the middle and dark gets darker towards the edges. Mm-hmm. Um, almost, almost vignette style, but, but not quite. But, uh, but it's something that, that I really, I really like it. So I haven't messed with the, uh, the gradient one yet. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I liked it, but the, the problem was is the, the limitations that I had, 
um, just my own personal limitations. And then there was one that I was using. There was one filter on that that I was using that if I wanted an orange background, I had mm -hmm. to put up with there being green at the top. Why was there green at the top? That doesn't make any sense. And hopefully, hopefully it's a bug and they're going to fix it. But, but it would be like greenish towards the top of the screen and, and then gradient down to orange. But there was no, there was nothing in there that I could find that would let me change that. So, so I, uh, just didn't use that gradient. But. Looking at the, the different types of, you know, wallpapers, mm -hmm. suggested photos. My ex-wife. <laughs> She's in there three times. Oh, boy. Thanks. Thanks, Apple. Thanks. Rub salt in that wound. It's all good. But um, the one that I thought was kind of interesting, but I don't know why I would use it, is the emoji background. Have you looked at that one yet? No, but I'm about to. Oh, oh gosh. Yeah. That's a lot. So, I mean, there, you know, there's some tasteful backgrounds that I've seen them make out of those. Um, like right now I'm looking at like this one, that's like this baby blue with, with jets and, um, clouds and stuff like that. I mean, that's not terrible. I can't see you it. You can't see that at all. Bright white. Here, let, me, white. let me send you a screen capture of that, <laughs> but that's not terrible. <laughs> uh, you, you used the puking emoji uh, effectively it, there yeah so i've got the two clashing beers next to the puke emoji That's yep. <laughs> all right let me send you a picture of that the one that i thought it's actually kind kind of tasteful but and you can make them giants too oh yeah yeah that's nice no i was using the woozy face one and one that i was making the other day because of course i would that's, one, mm -hmm. that's my favorite, so why wouldn't I? But let me send you up this image here. All right, it's incoming. But but yeah, so that that's like the most fun I think you can have on uh, on this uh, on the new update is messing around with the lock screen. Mm. is that going to be for your travel your vacation oh no i didn't save that i just that was one of the suggested ones that that was on there so so perhaps you can make what looks like wallpaper like physical like put it oh, on your yeah. wall wallpaper but <laughs> but put emojis like in a pattern on it so fun wallpapers Mm-hmm. There's so many other features that they put in there that just are not that fun to talk about. You know. <laughs> I mean, they did some cool stuff with mail and stuff like that. I think once we get to the point where everybody's got the uh the new update in the fall, uh the ability to delete your messages uh or unsend your messages. Um be able to edit your messages, stuff like that. But I tried that with my wife not being on iOS 16 yet. Mm -hmm. And it just says, oh, Mitch edited this. Or or I went and deleted one, and mm -hmm. it's still on her phone. It's not on mine. So it, I bet uh, there's a couple politicians that wish this feature was out, I don't know, say a year and a half ago. Yeah. 
but uh but it's you know those kind of features will be nice once everybody's got it mm-hmm. but um have you have you messed with the feature where you can uh basically um copy partial parts of an image oh yeah like you can just drag your dog out of an image yeah yeah yep um my wife finds it creepy (laughs) (laughs) well so um there's a guy named matthew casanelli who's huge shortcut guy Mm -hmm. i think i mentioned him a while back he just released um to um people that have membership on his website um, he released a whole new batch of like 75 shortcuts that take advantage of all the new iOS 16. Yeah. And so now I have a shortcut that just removes the background from any image I want. Yeah. Which is kind of fun. Just push a button. Boop. So I just have one of my daughter just like this, yeah. but like no back. So I can drop it anywhere I want. <laughs> yeah. That would be fun yeah. with the image that you shared with us a, a few weeks ago with her running away from the dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pick her right up out of that picture. Mm-hmm. but I, it'll be nice like to some like old school like original godzilla you know from mm-hmm. like the 100 years ago or whatever i think it would be fun if they if they made those uh able to be used as stickers because mm-hmm. just be able to pick them up and drag them drag them over and put them on top of a, a message or something like that just just to have fun with that but that's a pretty limited feature and i don't know how many how many people actually use that but yeah stickers were like super cool for like three months and then mm-hmm. i don't know man i occasionally like, I put my put my memoji on uh uh use those as stickers but i don't do it terribly often but I, once in a while i i have fun with that i just put my my memoji sticker on your airplane wallpaper all right, excellent. I didn't. I honestly, I can't remember the last time I put a sticker on anything. Mm. Oh, yeah, look at I'm you. more of a, I'm more of a GIF man myself. Yeah. yeah, GIFs are fun. That is my most used app in the messages app. Yeah. Is the is the GIFs. I just sent that back to you with a with my emoji on it. <laughs> I love that emoji because it's so ridiculous. Oh, heart hands. I hate the heart hands thing, but I use that so ironically. I send that to my wife every once in a while because she feels the same way about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. It is going to lead to the destruction of our our nation. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's going to be what it is. Not anything else. That's no. going to be the downfall. Well, that was the catalyst of it, I think. Everything's gone downhill because of hard hands. <sighs> <sighs> I need to come up with a how that how that all links together and uh, and share that on the pr- program sometime. The the hard hands led to this, and then this led to this, and this led to this, and then that's how that's how Trump got in office, and then. <laughs> <laughs> Oh anyway. my gosh. I will not be here for that episode. 
because then we're going to start thinking inner dialogue. That sounds like a conspiracy show. And then like, all we talk about is conspiracy theories. And nope, I'm good. Yeah, so that week will be a monologue. Not a the dialogue. earth is indeed round, people. <laughs> this is true. No, it would all be for fun. Honestly, though, it would be. And I'm sure it already exists, but like a, a podcast about conspiracy theories that just mocks them. Yeah. That would be entertaining to me. <laughs> sure. 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 Yeah. Tongue, tongue in cheek. Yes. Did you hear about the new one? I had a, a guy, he was, so this, I was, this was back when I lived in Kansas, which is really quick. Sorry. Um, oh, no, and we fine. were, we were about to get ready to record uh, my other show and we were recording at his house and he had some people come over and they were working on some plumbing or something. And we, you know, had our setup and we just went down and they were just leaving. And the guy was like, Oh, you guys do podcasts. You should listen to this, you know? And then quickly became aware that he was very much a conspiracy theorist. And he's like, well, Hey, did you know that the second plane never even hit the towers? And I was like, oh, really? Then, then where did it what go? did I, where, what, what did I see when I watched it fly into the second building live on television? Yeah. He was like, um, uh, well, well, uh, it, it, they reshowed, you know, like, I was like, you believe this thing so firmly. And I just say that I saw it on television and your whole argument just crumbles. Like I yeah. watched it fly into the building in my French class in high school. But no, it never happened, man. It's all just Photoshop. Yeah, man. Anyways, sorry. I just, I hadn't that, that whole, I hadn't thought about that in years. I mean, it was probably like six, seven years ago. Yeah. When we had first started the show back then, but man, it's like now, now I'm going to spend like all day with Wikipedia different conspiracy theories. <laughs> and now on the show, our new feature. Yeah. Our new section. Cam Cam loses his mind about a conspiracy theory. My, my first my first thought was that's our WTF uh, <laughs> portion of the show. That would be totally inappropriate for our show, though. Oh my gosh! But but, but lock this monster is real, but hilarious. Um, I'm just taking a look because I'm sure we're forgetting some things. But uh, they did update focus um, to be easier to set up. So. Like when, when the focus, focus feature was, uh, offered last year, it, you had to go in and you had to like basically whitelist all of the people you wanted to talk, wanted to be able to get through to you and apps you wanted to get through, which became really difficult to do because, you know, you, if you wanted everybody, you had to add everybody. Um, so now they've got it where you can say include or exclude um, mm -hmm. these people. So that makes it, I think, a lot easier to set up so uh, your focus modes. So that way you can say, hey, I really don't want notifications from this particular app when I'm at work, you know, or I don't want uh, I don't want these things to get through as opposed to the other way where it's like, OK, these are the people I want to hear from when I'm at work. Mm -hmm. So. I think that works yeah. out really nice. I think when I set up my travel one, I basically could go through and say, oh, all these people that I work with, these people I don't want to hear from when I'm on a vacation. So that's my, that's in my, my travel uh, focus. So 
yeah, it's a big quality of life improvement because mm-hmm. it was a pain in the butt mm-hmm. previously. Um, focus filters, the ability to add, uh, like in email and I think text messages and stuff like that in messages, uh, you can set up a focus filter that, that only like, if you're at work, um, you don't even see any of the people you don't want to hear from. Um, and specifically in your email, I know that that's, that's where they talked about it, uh, the most. So that that's a nice feature for some people especially if they're using their phone for work um like actual work email where i just have my phone at work mm-hmm. but like for my store manager if he's uh if he sets the something like this up which he has two separate phones so whatever but but this would allow him to have two separate phones and a single device where he could go into his email and only see his personal email when he's not at work so which I'm sure his boss would hate. But uh, I, iCloud shared photo library. Uh, I can't really do much with this right now until my wife upgrades to, to iOS 16. But um, we can kind of talk about that later this year when, uh, when that does become a thing. Um, Because there's quite a bit of stuff um, listed in here, little features and how to customize uh, what photos get shared and stuff like that. Um, And then, of course, we talked about the messages changes, about being able to uh, edit your messages after you sent them, be able to mark them unread if you haven't, uh, if you've read them and you want to save them to look at in a little bit and answer. Uh, which mm-hmm. I don't, that feature doesn't make any sense to me, but um, there are some people that are pretty excited about that. Um, hey, and again, to undo send is another big deal. There's a time limit on that though, right? I think so. And I think it's like seconds, not minutes. So, yeah. So if you screw up, notice it right away. <laughs> you better. Something that I think is really cool, but at the same time, I don't know that I'm going to get a whole lot of use out of is the share play with via messages. Um, I'm sure we talked a little bit about that when we, when we, uh, talked about the event, but, Mm -hmm. um, I think that I could see if, you know, maybe my wife and I were, I was on vacation. This vacation I'm taking in September is actually, she's not coming with us um, for reasons I can explain a, a later. But um, for us to be able to sit down and say, hey, you know, let's watch that that new show that we usually sit down and watch. And then we could just sit and chat instead of, you know, necessarily being on a, on a FaceTime call. Um, I don't think my wife would ever go for doing something like that anyway, but that would be. I'm just kind of curious to see how that would work. So I'm interested in checking out a lot of the collaborative features once we, we all get on uh, Mm -hmm. all the new operating systems and see how that's been enhanced. Um, Mail has been improved with a lot of the same things that we talked about in messages, the able able to do undo send. Um, That's I think where these really, really tight timelines are are built in. I think it's like 15 seconds you have to undo the send for a text or for a message like that. Mm -hmm. Um, The scheduled send. 
So I know John Voorhees talked about that on, uh, on said app stories where he, he said, you know, there's stuff that he doesn't want to deal with over the weekend, but if he sends the email on a Friday, he's going to be hearing about it all weekend. So instead of sending it on Friday, he just, she just, um, schedules it to send out on Monday morning on Friday. And then he doesn't hear about it all weekend and, and he'll get, get that, get those emails back on Monday when, uh, that email goes out. So, uh, the ability to add rich, rich links, um, the follow-up reminders, which I think is a, is a good, good thing. Something I am uh, cautiously excited about is pass keys. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. I'm excited to see, or I shouldn't say excited. I'm, I'm interested and intrigued to see how this all sort of takes shape in the coming mm-hmm. years. Yeah, because I would love to not have to type in um, passwords anymore. That feature, by the way, where they lift the dog out of the picture to like copy it and put it somewhere else is under what they call intelligence. <laughs> so, yeah, on this page I'm looking at, I'm just looking at the iOS 16 preview on Apple.com. The live text for video, yeah, being able to copy and paste stuff out of video, which I have not tried, um, so I can't I can't say that it's in there yet. But we can. I don't know if you want to give that a try, or if we can, uh, or maybe that's coming later. I should probably just put this in show notes. Done. Live text quick actions. You can uh, get shortcuts with zero setup. And, um, what? Have you tried the dictate the new dictation features? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, this is just if the the developers can set up shortcuts. Um ahead of time so that once you install the app you can just add the shortcuts instead of having, oh, uh, gotcha. having to configure okay. them mm-hmm. sorry um no i haven't had i've used the new i've used dictation since i uh put the beta on my phone but i haven't mm-hmm. tried like typing out while i'm dictating but and i haven't seen the auto punctuation um come in either or say it with an emoji. I I need to try that sometime. Woozy face. <laughs> Dude, I'm totally doing that right now. But um there's some there's there's some cool map updates, which I haven't tried yet to see if any of those are are in the in here yet. Woozy face. Woozy face emoji. Who is the face emoji is what I get. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. I'm not even messing with that anymore. Um, But maps, the the whole add multiple stops thing, uh, like this is way overdue because we could do this in ways, gosh, years ago. 
I just, I'm sorry. <laughs> Did so, you see me just freak out there for dude, a second? You, you, went, you went like Stevie Wonder on me there for a second. No, <laughs> I heard a creak and I looked up and my pastor was just right outside my office. <laughs> scared me half to death. <sighs> no, he, he sits back and like his head goes side to side. And I'm just like, what? He just wants Stevie Wonder on me there. No, well, there's a, there's a staircase right here. Okay. Oh my gosh. Whew. <laughs> you got me so good. <laughs> Collect yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was thoroughly entertaining. This th- that's the only that right there would be reason to do video this this podcast. <laughs> Holy cow. All right, I'm good. Sorry. All right. Um, some enhancements to Apple pay and wallet. Um, I'm sure none of these are really available yet. Uh, there, cause I haven't seen anything as far as like the pay later option. Um, or, or the order tracking yet. Um, being able to share keys, the home enhancements have, have you been in the home app recently? Yeah, but. All I can say is that having your uh, your iPhone on the beta and your uh, HomePod Mini not <laughs> causes issues. Okay. It's very frustrating. Um, but yeah, the new I like. I mean, the new Home app is nice, er, than it was. But I'm not like blown away by it. I'm still just bitter. It's not on the TV. But we've had that chat multiple times, so we don't have to do it again today. Yeah. I mean, I had a light that actually stopped responding. And maybe that was around the time that I upgraded the beta. Or maybe it was just a little bit before that. But Yeah, I have the, a lamp in my daughter's room on a smart switch. Uh-huh. And it's just unresponsive. Yeah, I'm getting that with, I've got a Bilkin, um, the, I'm sorry, the Wemo mm-hmm. uh, switch. I don't know if you and I have the same switch, but I don't know what I forget which mine is, which is weird. Cause I have two of those in the house and one of them's working and the other one's not. <laughs> so I tell it's you man, the beta life sure is. Um, let's see. The fitness app is now on the iPhone. So now I can track your movements on the iPhone. That that means yeah. nothing to me because I because I've got an Apple Watch so yeah but it 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 gives it to everyone who doesn't that's the yeah that's the caveat right before you had to have an Apple Watch to get the fitness app now everyone gets it yeah there's a lot of stuff with the with these the beta that like there's just nothing to talk about what is this. Oh, I need to share a, uh, remind me, I need to share a quick tip for people. Um, I discovered something on my iPad mini that I'm using that really works for actually exceptionally well or a lot better than I thought it was going to. I just had an inappropriate joke that I didn't share. I filtered Mitch. Very nice. I appreciate myself. Uh, must have really been bad. No, not 
not really bad, but just not appropriate. Oh, I've opened up the weather app on my iPad once. <laughs> True story. Yeah, and did Carrot yell at you for doing that? No. Next I just time you opened the Carrot app? I just realized, oh, that's right. That's why I don't use this. Back to Carrot. Mm-hmm. No, I, man, I just love that Carrot app so much. It's good. I, I'm a maps guy. I love radar maps and being able to pull up a lot of information so that I can be in the know. And over the years, I have learned enough about how to look at those radar maps to be able to discern some things. And when I saw that they added the base velocity map, which tell shows you uh, wind direction, um, mm-hmm. in- intensity and direction, so it's a good good way of seeing like where there are hooks on the radar for um for tornadoes. Mm-hmm. You can now do that in Carrot Weather. It's a weird it's weird. You have to go in when you go into the map, you have to uh tap on the weather stations icon to pull up the weather stations around you. And then you tap on the split screen and in the bottom pane it shows you the the base velocity map. And so you have to, you have to know how to read that because it, it looks weird at first until you understand what's going on. Um, because the, it, the wind velocity is, uh, is visually it shows like greens and reds to give you an idea of like, you know, which direction the, the wind is going, but it's based on the direction that the wind is hitting or leaving the base, the base station that uh, the weather station that it's, that you're drawing from. So on one side of the the weather station shows green and the other side, it shows red. And, and so if it's the winds coming towards the, the station, it's mm-hmm. in green. And if it's going away from the station, it's in red. So when you look at that map, you usually see a defined line where it goes from green to red. If all the, the, air is moving in the same direction but uh but what you're looking for is you're looking for green in the red or red in the green for where there's rotation and so it's 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 a really cool interesting thing to to be able to look at you know on your phone because that's not something that was always available Mm -hmm. so have you tried the uh watch beta yet no no, I have not installed it. And right now I'm looking at the, um, at what reasons I would have to install it. And I, maybe the new watch faces. Because I like cute little legs on my numbers. <laughs> that's, Dude, it's, that's uh, a joke. I just looked, and I just looked true. outside and mm-hmm. it looks like it's like 9 PM outside. It's so dark. Yeah. You got some weather coming through. Oh, yeah. I was uh, awoken at 6.21 a.m. by Carrot Weathers. <laughs> like critical weather warning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it. So this was not the first time I was absolutely terrified. <laughs> that happened when I woke up from a dead sleep to a siren going off on my phone and my iPad. <sighs> Yep, and then the severe thunderstorm came at like seven and woke mm. me up again. No, that would do it. 
Oh, this is something they didn't talk about on uh, for the Watch Watch OS um, nine. They didn't talk about this, but in the uh, modular compact, modular and uh, extra large faces, you can now change the color of the background. As we're at, right now, where it's always black, mm -hmm. you can now change the color of the background as well. Nice. Yeah, that's that's cool. It says background colors from aqua to zinc. Now you can customize your watch face with a wide range of colors and gradients to match your mood. Available in modular, compact, modular, and extra large faces. It says I X. have an extra large face. <laughs> it says X large, so I'm not sure if that's supposed to be 10 large or X large. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a bad Apple joke. Um, nothing else that I can see, though watch faces that's the only thing that i would be excited about oh sleep tracking they've got that more granular like sleep stages but that's about it so i think i'm probably going to wait on those watch faces because it scares the crap out of me to put a beta on my watch all right well has has anything gone wrong for you yeah the thing that i have the most trouble with mm -hmm. is the music app okay i have had some cr some crashiness with the music app and uh because i have soar uh downloaded s-o-o-r mm -hmm. downloaded on my phone i just popped over to that and used that instead whenever it's being crashy but i i concur i've had some crashiness with with uh well mine's never app. crashed it's just like becomes unresponsive for like three or four seconds and then like all of a sudden it's like okay back again um and i have this thing and i don't know if it's my car or the music app but like when i connect via bluetooth doesn't matter if I already have a song playing or like I'm halfway through a song and it's paused when I connect it to my car, it just automatically plays the first alphabetical song in my library, which is a song called a by cartel. Hmm. And I've heard the first 10 seconds of that song a million times. Um, but now that I have the beta on, it doesn't just always play that song. It'll play like song the next one, which is by M83 is like ah, Lumiere or whatever. So I don't know what, what is causing that. But then especially now when I connect via Bluetooth, it does that. And then it's unresponsive for like four or five seconds. So I can't even hit pause. I have to wait and then I can pause and then go and find what I was listening to before. And it's just really, really annoying. I've had, I've had similar issues um, in other apps, you know, where they just, suddenly they become completely unresponsive. Um, I was, lo I was looking up to see what, uh, Oh, there's a project 86, uh, um, interlude on one of their albums called a dot, 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 or an ellipsis, a word from our sponsors. And that's the first song. That's the song. That's what always pops up. If, uh, if it starts my songs all alphabetically. Yeah, so I don't know if that's my car or the music app, but like why why does it just stop 
doing what it was doing. And then when it connects, it just starts auto playing my songs alphabetically. It's very frustrating. No, that, that happened. That's happened to me randomly. Um, I think it's when, when the, the car and that, that I use CarPlay, of course. Um, but it doesn't always connect with CarPlay immediately. Sometimes it connects in through the, the, um, regular audio system of the car. So it's probably similar in what we're talking about, but I've had that happen even before the betas where it just, Hey, I don't know what to play right now. So let's just play your songs off of alphabetically. So, um, I've had, I have one really annoying, uh, bug and it's in Logos Mm. that if I go in the last, um, highlighter that I used, uh, it's stuck on that highlighter and it won't change. And the context menu that pops up to give me the option to change the highlighter Number one is white with white letters on top of it. And number two, any of the stuff that's in there that, uh, that is like a, a highlighter color mm-hmm. or the link to get to all the highlighter colors so that I can select one doesn't work. So if I click on something, it's like, eh, I don't know what to do. Or if I click where I'm, I want to, click to get to what i want actually goes over to note to, so you, i can add a note and when i click on that then it pulls up the note interface and it's like so the highlighters right now are almost unusable uh on the uh on the ipad app i haven't tried it on the phone but but uh yeah it's pretty bad that would be annoying so that's the only, I, and I haven't had, I can't say that I've had uh, really much in the way of springboard crashes. Norm, normally that's the big thing with betas. And I, and I might've had one, but, uh, but it hasn't been bad. Yeah. The only thing that um, on the iPad from beta, beta one and two stage manager would crash, especially when I had like an external display mm-hmm. connected to it. But and I haven't had it crash once in, th- in beta three. Um, so that's looks like progress is being made there, which is good. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I don't have a whole lot more uh, for that. So if you're, if you're ready, we can move on to what's delighting us today. Why don't you go first? I always go first. Hold on. I got to do this first. <laughs> All right. So I I always have you go first because I usually ask you um, at, to lead into that segment. So that's why it always ends up being you. Great. Well, Mitch, what's delighting you? Oh, what's delighting me today? Um, I like I said, we're going we're going out to South Dakota in September. Um, I'm going with with my family, with my mom and dad and my sister. And. I thought this is one of those vacations because I'm not sure that I'm going to get another vacation like this with my family uh, before my parents can't do it anymore. And, and it's not, I mean, my dad's got Parkinson's, but it's not, uh, it's not like I think they're going to go anytime soon, but we just don't do this this often. So, um, so going on this vacation, I thought, man, I got to chronicle this. I want to take lots of pictures and, and, uh, 
I'm I'm really excited about just just getting tons of pictures. My my mom suggested uh, writing a journal, like putting journal entries in with pictures and stuff like that. And then of course my mind starts going to oh, well, we could put together a photo book, and that would be kind of a cool thing to give them for Christmas as a photo book of the vacation and, mm-hmm. and journal entries and just different things like that. I think it would be a lot of fun. But what uh, what I purchased for this trip, and I did this not just for this trip, but because I would love, I've always wanted a uh, DSLR camera, but they're prohibitively expensive for me. <laughs> and so I found this little gadget that helps my phone become a DSLR camera in some ways. Uh, although I, I have opinions about the lenses. But it is the uh, Swift Cam. Um, it's uh, basically a grip to put your phone into. So you've got this, you got this grip, and then you slide your phone into the device, get it lined up nice, and now you have a nice grip with a little strap on the hand. And so now I can I can carry this along with me, and I don't I don't have to worry about dropping it. That's always my my fear with using my phone as a camera is it's not exactly ergonomical to to sit and hold your phone to take pictures and and then like not drop it in in the river or something like that as you're <laughs> as you're taking the pictures. So always always drives me crazy cuz you got to sit and hold it by the edges. This is nice secure and uh and it's a great little piece of uh uh now now if that was it I probably wouldn't have bought it for the price that I bought it for, but um, but if it was uh, if it was maybe a little bit cheaper, I might have bought it just just for that. But it does connect with Bluetooth. It has a trigger. It has a has a uh, shutter button mm-hmm. on on the handle where it should be. It also has a Qi charger with a backup battery built into it. So you're so it uh, lengthens the life of the battery. Um, throughout the day so you can take lots of pictures this bit me when we were down at galaxy's edge in florida because i was taking pictures and video all day and i got to about three o'clock in the afternoon and i get the hey we you should probably go into low power mode because you've used up all your battery so i had to scramble and go find so i had to find the one shop in the park that had a backup battery that i could buy to uh to recharge my phone now, of course, it was way overpriced and it was like, it's really set up to be like a one-time use battery backup, uh, which I have been able to recharge it since then. So it has been, has been useful, but this, this will keep the battery charged. It's supposed to have, it's a 6,000 milliwatt amp or milliamp hour battery uh, that's in here. So it it's supposed to like legit have like three times the battery power for probably like your phone with the, for the, uh, um, the 13 pro, Mm -hmm. I probably won't get three full charges out of, uh, out of it for the max. But even if it just let allows it to last much longer because I'm taking video and pictures and all that kind of stuff throughout the day, um, it'll, it'll be worth it. Now it also, um, allows you to take uh, pictures and portrait and video and portrait mm-hmm. in case you care to do such a thing. Um, so it, it does, it does work really nice for that. 
But one other feature that they talk about is that you can actually use this as a stand, like a desktop stand, and put it in landscape or portrait, which I have a class that I'm going to have to attend uh, via Zoom while we're on this vacation. So I can imagine setting it up on my desk or setting up a desk in the hotel room with the phone in uh, landscape and attending the class uh, through through the phone. And so it gives me gives me that portability. And you can plug this into the uh, plug this in with um, USB-C and it will charge the batteries and charge the phone. So it actually becomes kind of a phone charger as well uh, with with all that with all those features. It has a uh, attachment at the top for a cold shoe and it comes with a cold shoe. On the bottom, nice. it has uh, another uh, um, quarter, quarter inch uh, quarter threaded 20, slot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that you can put that on a, uh, on a tripod. Words are not coming to me today. I apologize. It's all good. What's the name of this thing? Uh, Shift Cam. This is the Shift Cam Pro Grip. So I will pull it up. Are you looking it up online? Yeah, I just wanted to see what it was like. They have a new one on Kickstarter right now that uh, I did not invest in. It's a little cheaper, but I did not invest in it because I probably wouldn't have it for my vacation <laughs> if things are if that. Uh, Everything holds true that it seems like everything you buy on Kickstarter takes you a year to get. Oh, they've got lenses too. They have lenses too, which was another thing I was going to mention. Yeah, I don't um, know if they're any good. The because moment moment is like the phone lens kings right now. Mm -hmm. The one thing that I I like see here's my problem with lenses for these is that I'm not sure how much uh, quality that adds to the camera mm -hmm. because like the ones that I would want to get, like the telephoto lens, by the way, if you're on the website and you see the snap grip at the top, that one I think is really cool for normal people, you know, that, that aren't necessarily, <laughs> and this is the reason why. It uses, it actually attaches using MagSafe on the back of the phone. So you don't have, um, yeah, I think you might still be able to get the cold shoe and stuff for that, but it's really not designed for like somebody who wants to do pro photography. It's more mm -hmm. designed as a grip for, for somebody who just wants to run around and take pictures and just wants a, a more comfortable grip. The pro grip, um, will work with any phone. As long as it, you know, as long as it's not uh, bigger than, say, the height of the, or I should say, the width of the um, Pro Max, um, which most the, most phones aren't wider than that, and it also does come with inserts that if your phone is much smaller than that, the inserts will go into the. It just slides into like a uh, a tensioned grip. Um, and there are inserts for like if you have a uh like an iPhone 13 mini that's so so much smaller it it'll still work with this because they do have those little inserts that you can put into the uh the the camera grip or the pro grip um so what I do like about the lenses that they did was 
they have a case that you can buy. So um, first off, all your lenses come with a little clip so you can clip it over the cameras, which I think is a terrible idea, uh, especially because the, the clip that they have has a little screw that you screw in to tighten it. And that tightens down on the glass of your screen, which I, I just don't like that. <laughs> that, that makes me just feel like you're probably, you're going to break your screen with it. But uh, what they do also offer is uh, their own cases. And the cases all come with an insert that allows you to screw the camera lenses directly into the case, into that insert. Um, they have those inserts available for all of the iPhones except the 13. And I was, I, and then they have a case with the inserts specifically designed for the 13. And I questioned that at first until I looked at the back of my phone with the case on it and realized because of the sizes of the lenses on the, on these cameras, they push all the way to the edge of the, uh, of the, um, case. So there's no room for the insert to pop up out of that. So I figured that's probably the reason that they only offer the case with the insert instead of just the inserts that you can use with any case. So, but the one thing that I did question, because I would want like the telephoto lens and um, I think that there was one that they just refer to as the wide lens, which is for photography or what they, yeah, the wide angle lens. Uh, it's an 18 millimeter wide angle lens, which quite honestly, don't yeah, know what that wide. means, but 18 is real wide. Yeah. Um, and then they have a 75 millimeter long range macro, which I think is interesting. I like the macro idea, 60 millimeter telephoto, mm -hmm. but there's no adjustments on these lenses. So no, they're primes. Yeah. They're all primes. Yeah. So the, the, uh, lens you're just screwing on the camera or on the camera of your phone. And then if you screw this onto the telephoto lens, then you can kind of zoom in and zoom out. And it gives you, it takes you from, I think, uh, going up to a three times optical zoom to up to a five times optical zoom, which is not anything to, you know, shake a stick at, but you know, it works. But, uh, but to me, what's the return that you're getting on buying a hundred dollar lens, you know, two more times optical zoom. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't feel to me like it's worth that much. If, if you were to bundle a lot of this stuff, they do have a fisheye lens. They do have a regular uh, macro lens and then the long range macro lens, which I think the long range macro lens looks kind of cool too. Uh, if you're taking a lot of video with it, you, the, uh, the anamorphic lens looks interesting as well. And then you can bundle any of these lenses together for a discount. It's 20% discount to buy them uh, bundled. Mm. But at this point, it, it's, a, it's an expense that I just am really not interested in doing. Um, yeah. If I well, did. I mean, the, the, the cameras on the, the 13 Pro are, as far as phone cameras go, really, 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 really good. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're fine for, for what I will be using them for. And if I ever see a need for this in the future, I will likely buy the case with the insert and get the lenses, um, you know, to screw directly into the case. I really hate the idea of this, this stupid little clamp on thing that you got to screw into the glass. 
of the front of the camera. I'm sure it's padded, but still, it just. <laughs> but well, that's neat. Yeah, I think this is a cool little uh, um, ecosystem of uh, of lenses and camera grips and stuff like that that they offer. The um, the one that's up on, like we said, the one that's up on um, Kickstarter right now, the Snap Grip, uh, that's worth checking out. I will put this page in the show notes. So if you are listening to the show here and you're like, man, that sounds really cool, but I don't want to spend $150 on a uh, on a system like this, um, check out the uh, Kickstarter for the Snap Grip. Um, it doesn't have quite quite so many features but it has the features that make this worth worth getting and if you've got an iphone with magsafe all the better because it'll just snap right onto the back of your your phone and away you go they do have lights and stuff like this for the cold shoe as well on the website but anyway so that's what's delighting me right now and i cannot wait to get out and use this um for taking something other than pictures of my house because I <laughs> I uh, don't have a reason to go out and use it right, right now. You're going to turn into Austin Powers when he's taking photos? Yes, 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 no, no, yes. Make a series of integration <laughs> tunnels like the Viet Cong. Yes, yes, yeah. no. Just with you. Okay. In your Spider-Man suit. <laughs> well, this got weird. <laughs> um <laughs> So I think the thing that's delighting me, well, there's two, two things. We'll start with the, the, the on trend for the, I, um, got a 35 millimeter, uh, uh, 1.8 macro lens, like, I don't know, seven, eight months ago. Um, and I used it one time for video in a pretty low light setting and it, it was focus hunting a lot while in video. So I was like, Oh, okay. Maybe this lens really wasn't a great buy. And I kind of just ignored it for a while. Um, but I recently, the last weekend was doing a photo shoot for a family reunion slash birthday party um, with my, I have a 16 to 35, um, but it's only F4. So this has, you know, Oh, more wide open aperture uh, maximum, which is what gives you the shallow depth of field and the fancy blurry backgrounds and all that sort of stuff. And so I was shooting this family reunion with my 85 millimeter and with the 16 to 35. And I just, I wasn't getting, there were still good pictures, but I just, you know, I love me a blurry background. I just, I just do. Um, and I realized that's a style opinion. Um, and so I pulled this lens back out of the bag and I was like 1.8. So I started taking pictures of it, of like my kid and my, and my dog. I was like, oh my gosh, even just getting down to like F 2.8. It's like, this is, so I've had it and it's super tiny. It's not big. Right. I mean, my 16 to 35 is probably, you know, twice as long. Um, and it's got, you know, image stabilization and, and autofocus and it's, um, it just makes this thing super lightweight and easy and it takes great pictures. Um, and so it's delighting me because I had written it off as, you know, maybe not the greatest lens that I had because of, 
me taking video in low light, which, you know, um, it's not good for that, but it takes really good pictures. So it's, that's one thing that's delighting me. And I'm going to use it tonight when I go shoot uh, some um, hot air balloons with a camera, not with a gun, with a camera. That's some, that's an important distinction. Well, you know, words, context, it's all important. Yep. And then the other thing is, so I've been um, really uh, trying to get all of my, my, my notes, my lessons, my Bible study stuff, my online notes from online classes, like everything into Obsidian. I don't want anything in Dropbox or in, no, like I want everything in Obsidian so that it's in one place. And then, you know, if Obsidian, you know, dies, well, then I have everything in a folder already so great i can move that folder somewhere else um and so part of that has been going through books that i've read that i've you know underlined and highlighted and written in the margins in and starting to get those notes out of the books and into obsidian where they're way more useful and so i started with digital minimalism by cal newport which i read probably two years ago i want to say highly recommend it um and it's just been a delight to go back through and refresh my my brain with a lot of what he's talking about in this book and see in my own history when i read this i can remember what i did and then how slowly over time i drifted away from it <laughs> and got to the point where all of the the rules and everything that i had set up and decisions i had made all just over time had I just given up on. Yeah. So highly recommend it. Um, but just what's delighting me is being able to go back through a book that I read. Like I said, see how I've wavered from where I was. Um, but then seeing that like the highlights that old me made two years ago still resonate with me today which is kind of neat to think um, that, you know, two years on these ideas still like, Oh yeah, that is a good idea. Or that's a really good point that he made or uh, you know, certain things like that. And so being able to go through the book, take those bits and pieces out, put them in obsidian and then being able to know that because I have all of my thoughts about all sorts of topics in one area, I will be able to, when, whether I'm preparing for a Bible study or teaching a lesson or just doing research on a topic, I don't have to go to 17 places. I can go to one place and I can pull references from books like this or online courses that I've taken and use them as illustrations in other places. And it's all right there. And it's all either what search away or connected because of backlinks and obsidian. So that, that concept of, you know, some people call it like your second brain, right? Having everything in one place and easily accessible um, and maneuverable and uh, configurable in, in the ways they want to do it. Um, it's just really, I don't know. It, it, uh, what's the word? Floats my boat. Sure. We can go with that. I mean, there's, you know, 75 different variations of it makes me happy and i think it's cool, cool. and also it's a good book so mm -hmm. check it out so 
Um, it is also, uh, I was going to add it to show notes for the show today. So I went to Amazon and uh, found it on Amazon. The Kindle version of that book right now is available for $1.99. Um, so that's money well spent. That is a, that was a quick purchase. But even <laughs> even better, if you are an Audible uh, user, uh, you don't necessarily have to be subscribed to Audible right now. But if you are an Audible user, you can you can pair the narration with it for eight dollars and ninety nine cents. So for eleven bucks, you got this book um, in Kindle with the audio narration. And um, I don't see it on here whether. It, whether or not it does the yes it does have the page flip um enabled so you can read your kindle books the way i like to read my kindle books and that's reading along with the narration so um i don't know if you've done this before but it's awesome i really like doing that i feel like that would be distracting so it actually highlights the text as you're reading through the book yeah and so you're getting it in audio and uh, in front of you on paper or mm -hmm. uh, on the uh, Kindle. Yeah. Um, it doesn't actually, the Kindles don't do this. You have to do it in the app on a device that does it. It's crazy. Yeah. The, but, uh, the matter app does that with the articles that you say mm -hmm. to it, the read later, you can, it, it has AI that reads it. Um, and it's actually, you can tell it's AI, mm -hmm. but like, it's not like, I challenge you not to devour this wonderful book. Yeah. <laughs> it's more like it's, it's as close. Mm -hmm. It's as close to human speech as I've heard a robot. Mm -hmm. um, Speechify does something very similar to this that I really like um, that uh, it, you can take articles and dump it in. You can actually put this Speechify uh, extension in Safari and it will actually just pop up a little uh, play button in the bottom corner screen. On I know it works on iOS. I have not tried it on uh, macOS, but uh, but it pops up a little play button down in the corner, and it'll basically read to you whatever the article is online that you're looking at, or whatever audio you're, or whatever um, you're looking at online that you want read to you um, right in the browser, which is a, incredible. They added that recently, and it's it's really good. Um, that actually dovetails really nicely into the trick that I wanted to mention that I kind of teased earlier in the show. Oh, yes. Um, so when I read my Kindle, this is the way I like to read. I like to read it, uh, read mine along with hearing the narration. But not all the books um, that you get on the Kindle have narration available for them. So what do you do? And so I, I, uh, I can't say that I discovered this. But I realized that, hey, the iOS devices will read to you. Um, so it's an accessibility feature. Uh, I'd have to look and uh, see what it's called. Text to speech? Yeah, it's, it's it, text to speech. It's like it is text to speech, but I that's it's not that's broken out differently in accessibility. So let me take a look here. Vision. Uh, spoken content is the what it's called and if you go in there and uh, select a uh, speak screen and then there is a a gesture that i have mapped to this and i'm not seeing how i did that but you can also set up 
Oh, what's this pronunciations thing? Oh, you can actually change pronunciations of words in here by training. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see my cat just just walked across the the soundboard? Oh, no, I just and hit those buttons. You go over here for now. So does that mean that I can change it to say tomato instead of tomato? Uh, theoretically, yeah. I'm not sure, but I haven't tried it yet. But uh, you can you can uh, teach it different pronunciations. So, but anyway, um, so well, man, if you could really have fun on someone's phone with that, if you go into the into into something that you want to read, I want want it to read to you. So that it would work in Obsidian, it would work in Safari, it would work in uh, my Logos app, it would work in the Kindle. You take two fingers and you swipe down from the top. Uh, make sure the fingers are swiping together because I tried this where mm -hmm. I had my fingers askew and it didn't work. But if you swipe down two fingers, it will it will pop up with a little player on the screen, and then you can start playing the screen. Now the goofy thing with the Kindle, and I this is one thing that I have had trouble with, is it wants to start. I think it looks for page numbers, and then it starts at the beginning of the page number, and that doesn't always line up with the page that you have visible. So, so I would have to swipe back a page to where it started and then swipe to the page that I'm actually on and it would, it would update and, and start reading from that page. But, uh, but it's been a really cool, it, it's not jarring to listen to, um, because they have smoothed out the text or the speech to text or text to speech engine so much in iOS and iPad OS that it's, that it actually is comfortable to listen to. It can be a little goofy at times because it doesn't know when to pause um, because like, because it will go from a paragraph right into a heading and then right into the next paragraph without a pause. And so it, it it's kind of goofy that way, but it certainly beats, it certainly works really nice for if you like to listen to the, uh, listen to something read to you as you're reading it. Uh, so uh, I recommend giving that a try. I've got a bunch of books that I'm going to have to read with my um, my biblical counseling training, and that's going to get me through a lot of that because I'm not good at uh, keeping my attention on my reading otherwise, which is why I do this. So, so you have just unknowingly solved a uh, question that I've had yep. for like a year, year and a half. There's um, a comedian that I saw on YouTube, uh, Kellen Erskine, I think is his name. Hysterical dude. Uh, but to end his show, he had like his last like seven jokes on his phone, and he held his phone up to the microphone, and he did that two finger swipe, and then and I was like, "What? How is he doing that?" Yeah. And so it's like Siri just deadpan jokes. And it was hysterical because he's trying not to laugh because because <laughs> it's a robot making like very like deadpan dry humor and so it was it was funny but like when you, as soon as you did the two finger swipe down I was like oh my gosh that's how he did it yeah. so you have you have uh, solved a conundrum of mine and I am grateful yeah so no it's a great a great little uh, trick that you can do on iPhone and iPad that uh, that will. Solve some issues for some people, I think. Very cool. You're not stuck having to just read it. You can listen to it too. So. 
Oh, we've we've had a marathon episode without realizing it. Yeah, I got an hour and forty one minutes right now. Wow, good gravy. Hopefully, there. Well, I shouldn't say hopefully, but I bet you there's a lot to cut out. <laughs> this this is one of the weirdest episodes that we've ever recorded with just the the interruptions and the goofiness, but. All right. Well, let's hang it up for today. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. But if you are itching to hear more of what we've talked about in the past, you can check out innerdialogue.show. Our whole back catalog is there. If you want to subscribe to us on uh, some of your favorite podcast apps, you can search for us in the podcast app, but you can also click on the links on innerdialogue.show, and that will give you the uh, ability to subscribe to us and how you're listening to us without subscribing to us at this point is kind of a thing, but you know, I figured, uh, other podcasts talk about it. So there you go. Um, <laughs> if you would like to know more about us, you can find me at Mitch Craig dot online. And, uh, I'm at cam com. Very good. So check us out there and uh, cam it's been good. It's been long, but it's been good today. So thank you, sir. And uh, we'll see you back here next time. Farewell, Mitchell. Have a lovely day. <laughs>